Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on? It's Hayes. Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. I'm your host. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, off the rip, make sure you go and follow us at Awakened Soul Pod uh, or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. I know I took a week off, right? Uh, and shout out to everyone who reached out to me asking where the episode was, what's going on, if I was all right. Um, it's crazy how, like, I guess I've been so consistent with the release, uh, the way I release the, these episodes is that uh, anytime that I do take a week off that it's missed and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I mean, if something that you create, people uh, feel like it's missing out of the week, that's always a good feeling when you uh, don't do it. But listen, I already said, I originally remember after I released the creative, I said I was going to take the rest of the year after that part off. As many people who know me knew there was no way in hell that that was going to actually happen. Um, so it didn't happen. Uh, here I am. I released the episode the week of the creative being released, and I took last week off. Back this week, we got a great show planned for you guys this week. We're going to be getting into uh, in the mind of hay segment. This week is going to be a lot of like inter- my comments on stuff going on in the entertainment world. Um, but other than that, uh, during the in the mind of hay segment, I mean, sorry, during the discussion topic this week, we got some shit planned, and you know, actually. Because I didn't feel right about leaving you guys hanging last week. We're actually going to be having two episodes drop this week. I got a very special episode uh, dropping uh, later on in this week. So we got stuff. We're working on stuff. We got stuff going on. I can't wait to bring you this, this you guys this episode. We'll get into it uh, right after we get into our intro music. I'll see you guys right after this. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. So in my dark and twisted, crazy ass mind, not so dark, not so twisted this week. Uh, the first topic that I have that I want to get into is that at the Disney's investor meeting, uh, it was officially announced by Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios, that T'Challa will not be recast. Um, and this is something that, you know, we talked a little bit. We dived into on the Breaks Radio. Um, we also talked a little bit about it on the film frequency, I think, at one point or, or not. But it was like at the at the on start of of right after Chadwick had passed away. And while I understand, let me let me make sure that I say this. I understand why they're they're choosing not to recast, especially this soon after he passed away. It'd be different if it was like three, four years down the road. But I can only say that I hope this is a decision that 
they're making for now. And I know this is, isn't a popular one because, you know, there, there was a lot of people who did not want to see uh, the character of T'Challa be recast. But for me, the, the way that I look at this, uh, specifically with, with the T'Challa and the Black Panther character, while the mantle of Black Panther is clearly going to be picked up, the movie's title Black Panther 2, we're going to get a Black Panther in that film. And I guess it will be, we'll wait and see how um, they're going to do that or pass on the mantle. I think it's a clear path. Um, when you look at the fact that uh, Wakanda has to have a Black Panther, they have to have a king. Uh, to the Wakandans, if we're going in storyline, T'Challa was dead for five years. So during that time, someone more than likely picked up the mantle of Black Panther and and kept it going. And I think at one point they even confirmed that uh, Shuri uh, had actually been uh, she was dusted as well. I think don't don't mark my words. And I remember there was like at one point she wasn't. Then they actually said she was. So she wouldn't have been able to pick up the man, the mantle of Black Panther either. So with that being said, that means that somebody had to be, become king of Wakanda and thus the Black Panther. Um, so, you know, and we haven't really gotten back to Wakanda since since Infinity War, um, even in Endgame. You know, we, we they came they 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 weren't in Wakanda. We didn't get to see her catch up. We didn't have time to catch up to see how the how Wakandans had changed and who was the new king. This whole thing of bringing Michael B. Jordan back, no, it's not going to happen. Stop that. Uh, well, let me not say they won't bring him back. That's very possible. They're not going to make him king. He was king. He was a terrible king during that time and was focused on genocide. So that's not going to happen in this case. Um, at least I don't think Marvel could do whatever they want to. So I think the way and you know in the 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 way that it was explained by Kevin Feige was that Black Panther Two is going to pick up and we're going to get to know more about the characters in that world that we were introduced to in Black Panther. I, I still think that, you know, you look, you got to look if Sherry was dusted. I can't remember if, uh, if Winston Duke's character was dusted or not, but either way you were, we, we, we got to see how they rebounded, how they, they bounced back after the dusting, after, you know, the snap and people going away. So it, it, that getting to know those characters deeper and to see the Wakandan government, it all makes sense. And so you know, we'll see. I just the reason why I say and I think that T'Challa should have been recast is just for this reason and this reason alone. T'Challa is has become, I should say, just as important as James Bond <laughs> uh, to the black community. When you look at like I get it, people are saying, well, I, well, people, the people who say that it would be disrespectful to T'Challa, I get where they're coming from with that. I look at it, at it from a different perspective. The way that I look at it is that it, it's it's somebody else picking up the mantle, the ball and running with it. I, that what he created and was a part of was so important to the culture, not just black culture. Like you look at what Black Panther became like everywhere worldwide, that that's so important that you you pay respect to that by keeping that character going and that character alive. Now, again, flip side of it, a lot of people could say, well, the importance of it is the Black Panther, is Wakanda, keeping that going. And that's going to keep that ball rolling and keep that world that they created. That's very true as well. To me, I just I just see it as like, Every character is eventually recast in some shape, form, or fashion. And Chadwick did an amazing job. He owned that role, but he made that role bigger than just a role. And, you know, um, Stan Lee passed away and Stan Lee created the character. So it, it, I just feel like that has become so culturally significant that we need T'Challa. We need that character to continue. Now, what they do in Black Panther 2, they may find a way to spiritually do that without using the same character of T'Challa. I mean, 
So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It, a lot remains to be seen. It's just something that I wanted to point out there because it's, it, I, I just, I was hoping that they were going to recast in a way that paid respect to it and kept it going. That was just my personal opinion on it. We'll see how everyone else feels. And I talk about, uh, we're going to get off that now. The other topic that I have today is that uh, Naomi Aki, I believe is how you pronounce her name, was actually cast as Whitney Houston in the biopic titled Dance with Somebody. And so this, I've only seen this actress in one other thing. She was in the latest Star Wars movie. Um, uh, so, and, and it's also a, a black uh, woman who's going to be directing this as well. It's just, it, it feels good to see. What A lot of biopics sometimes feel like, you know, they just want to get the story out there. They may not have it. Like this casting and the director feel inspired. And so, yeah, I wanted to point that out because, uh, you know, Whitney Houston's story, we got to see some of it in, in the Bobby Brown uh, biopic series. But to keep to keep that going um, and to, to us to actually see the life of somebody who was an amazing artist, de dealt with some darkness as we as we all do. And maybe we get to see some sides of her that maybe we haven't really got to see. You know, we got some of that in the Bobby Brown series and people were surprised by how she was depicted a little bit there. But, you know, I hope this is, is true um, and in that it just it ends up being a great series. So uh, that's my opinion on that. Those are the two things that were on my mind really so far this week. I know black people are supposed to get superpowers. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I, I am so over this superpower shit, uh, but I won't lie. Black Twitter, as always, as we always do, we kept it entertaining. It was all the memes and gifts and, and posts have been hilarious to see. I just really hope that nobody's seriously out there thinking that they're going to get superpowers uh, on the 21st. But, you know, I, I remiss. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, have fun with the black black community. You know, we got to have fun where we can. It's been a long-ass year. Um, so we got a lot of shit uh, that we could be down about. So if anything brings joy to anyone and makes them feel better, hats off to them for that. Um, but that's it. That's it on my dark and twisted crazy-ass mind. The two. We're actually going to get into a break. When we come back after that, we are going to hop into the main discussion topic. I'll see you guys right after this. All right, and we're back. And so this isn't going to be a super long discussion topic. Like I said, I have another episode dropping this week that is going to get a little bit more uh, in depth than what you're used to. It's just, it's it, this is something I wanted to catch up with you guys. I wanted to talk, and so. As, as everyone knows, we've talked about it. I got interviewed on it on the last episode by my brother JB, or at least the creative. And this has got me thinking, right, um, of why you should always bet on yourself. I know this is a topic that I've touched on previously in the past um, in, in episodes of The Awakened Soul. But specifically, what I want to talk about here is the fact of, like, never let stop letting other people's expectations and doubts weigh on you. And the, the thing that I mean by this, right, so this got me to thinking. I remember when I started talking at the beginning of the year. Now, I'm not going to mention any names about releasing a short film, about what I wanted to do with video. And there were naysayers. There were people who had issues with it or, or thought it wasn't going to happen or Hayes is just talking that it's probably never going to be released. And I, as long as I worked on it, I, I guess I can understand. I can't really fight that so much. But the thing that I want to talk about here is that people will put their fear or their own self-doubts, they, the, them thinking, hey, I can't do this. So how can you do this, right? I know I don't have time to do it. So how do you have time to do it? People will project the, the limitations that they place on themselves. They'll place on other people because, of course, in their mind, it's thinking they're thinking, 
well, hell, how, how, how could somebody do this? And that's the thing, and that's the, the downside and the toxic side of being in this creative space is that while most of us, 99%, I think, of creatives, we all are collaborative. We like creating. We love working with other creatives. We love the, I, the, just that idea process and what that brings about by working and collaborating with other people. We also like to see, I can speak for myself on this, I love to see creatives step outside the box. I love to see creatives just create whatever it is that they're passionate about, so to say. Um, you know, I shout out and, a lot, and I work with a lot here and, you know, someone like Maddie, Maddie Pace uh, from the Maddie Mo Show, like somebody who most of my listeners probably don't even listen to Maddie Pace, but he inspires this podcast more than what you guys know, because there are times where I'm sitting around and he's so uplifting that it's like, all right, got my creative juices flowing. But to get back on the topic here, people place artificial limitations on what you can do because they can't do it or they don't have the drive. They don't have the passion. They may not have the skill to do it. So of course, when they see somebody else doing who comes up similarly from them or in that same background or that they can compare themselves to, they try to, they try to place those same limitations on you. That says more about them and what they, and what they think they can do. I've always said for myself, my superpower, if I have one, and this is not to jump on the superpower bandwagon. I've described it as this before for anyone who's known me for long. But if I, if I was to say that I had a superpower, my superpower has always been the ability to learn anything and then effectively put it into practice. I think anybody can read up on anything, but you still may not be able to use it. That's always been my, my skill and my superpower. Once I, I have enough time, energy, and I put enough of mind behind it, I can do anything. I can learn anything. Now, how well or how good I'm, I'm at it varies depending on what specifically it is. But And a lot of people can be that way. I, I really feel that almost anyone can learn anything. Now, your skills may need to be refined more. You may need more assistance in certain areas to make it perfect or to make it be to a certain level. But I truly believe anyone can learn anything. So when you when you when we start allowing other people's energy about themselves to affect us, that's really what people do. People project the things that they see that they doubt that other people can do because they they doubt themselves in it. And you have to you have to let that go to a degree. You have to let them have that and don't let it affect your energy in the time. And I've and I've set back really for the last week. Or so I guess since I didn't record really been thinking like since the creative has been released and the response to it has been what it is. Um, it's been amazing. Like I honestly, and, uh, for those who listen to my brother's keeper, for example, my podcast with JB is that he knows somebody who's actually worked in Hollywood projects. He has an IMDB page and he showed him the creative and he had nothing but glowing response to it, specifically to the cinematography of it. Of it. And so, and I don't want to like make this like a braggadocious thing about the creative. The creative is what it is. It exists. And the response to it has been great, right? So that has put me in a space of like thinking about everything. This podcast is three years old, right? Before then, I did I did the wrestling uh, network that I owned, and then I did uh, podcasting. But listening back to then, it didn't it didn't my hosting skills sucked then to be hundred percent honest. But I always had an ensemble around me, and I was always been able to bring out the personalities and other people around me. That's part of the reason why I like the breaks works and stuff like that, like. I'm able to build on that. So I'm, I'm looking at everything that I've done over the last four years since the first time I started podcasting. It may have been longer than that. Uh, it's been a while, <laughs> like four or five years since the first time I actually ever hopped on a podcast. But I went from somebody and this and I just want to walk through the process of it. And this is why people sh you should not ever give up on yourself. This is why you, you never know where your where your passion is going to take you. I started that wrestling podcast because I just enjoy talking to people about wrestling. 
Wrestling was something I was highly into at the time. I watched all the time. It was one of my pay-per-views, everything. And so I, I got with Andrew Bello, Fame Black, JB, uh, Misery Williams, a lot of people that you heard on the Surprise episode who a lot of those voices, if you didn't recognize them, they were from when I started in the wrestling world. So picked up the mic. I didn't know anything about audio editing. I didn't know nothing about po- uh, podcasting in general, like actually executing a podcast. So that was my base, right? That got me my feet wet into podcasting. I did that for a few years. I came back and I was like, you know what? Now with all the skill that I've learned with podcasting, I want to do something more with this. The Awakened Soul was born from that idea, from doing The Awakened Soul and wanting to find better ways to promote and do everything and grow that platform. I grew as a host. Absolutely. I grew as a way to, I grew as a creative as far as like formalizing ideas outside of just like being a commentary on things going on in the culture actually taking the time to formalize concept concepts formulize concepts and turn them into a production that i can then present to people and post and people can get a lot out of so that that was the first step right and then from that i was like all right well how do i need to promote this better because yeah the content's great but if i'm not promoting it effectively what can i do from that i started and i always did my interviews over skype I had a webcam, the C920, I think it was called, Logitech, had a webcam um, that I used and just so people could see me. Never thought to do anything with the video, never thought to do anything uh, with that for about the first year and a half of The Awakened Soul. Then this concept of video started getting getting put in my mind. From that, I learned, I, I then was like, all right, I'm going to start taking clips from these recordings, not putting them on YouTube, and I'll use them for the promotional material. That way you can see me and the, the guest's face. After doing that for a few months, people were like, well, where can I see the full video? I'm like, well, I don't have the full video. I didn't do anything with the full video. I just took these clips, took that, learned how to video edit from just the webcam footage, which was simple. Bought a camera after that because I wanted better quality if I was going to post it to YouTube. Started learning like and through like me learning how to use the camera, how to how to get things, the best lenses and focal links and all this nerdy information about cameras. I took that and I was like, all right, while I'm learning this, I also learned like cinematography and I had started taking a really big interest. And I remember I used to start off and I would take my phone and I would like when me and the kids would go to like the park and I would like film a little bit, never posted any, anything besides like on social media. But I would like use different angles and different motions with the camera and stuff. And then that got me to thinking about short film naturally. Um, and so, again, something I didn't mention is that I learned audio how to do very professional level audio through the time of doing the wrestling podcast till then now if i'm and this is this is the thing that i that i'm bringing all this back to if four years ago five years ago however long it, it was before i ever picked up a microphone yet alone a camera if i would have told somebody who had been in podcasting for a while then and this is what i mean by the limitations people place on themselves if I would have told an experienced podcaster, hey, not only am I going to learn how to podcast with professional level sound, everything, I'm going to take that. I'm going to double down on that. And I'm going to make a short film eventually around being a creative. Now, a lot of people probably be like, shit, if you do it, hats off to you. But people who have that limitation of, wait a second, you're talking about something you don't even know. And you're going to make a short film about it eventually. Like, do you know how to use cameras? Do you know video editing, color grading? None of that. People's doubts. and then. To even take it further than that, not only now do I own a videography company and a photography company where I'm doing professional shit for people, um, people doubt it, right? And I remember at one point in time, and this is, people know who the fuck you are. People were like, Hayes makes a lot of announcements, right? 
make a lot of announcements. Those same people who thought that those announcements weren't were not coming in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I've done everything, everything that I said that I said I was going to do before this year started. Everything. Disney Plus sponsorship. Got it. Right. Uh, Monetizing my podcast in, in unusual ways. As far as, like I said, the Disney Plus sponsorship, other things that you see did it my studio which i've told you i've put thousands of dollars in has been fully sustained by money that i've made from podcasting or my other creative ventures so these thousand four thousand dollar camera this these thousand dollars lenses that i own and this is not to put a monetary value on it but this is just the show i've accomplished everything that i said i was going to do every fucking announcement everything i accomplished this year i released my short film now i get to be a cameraman on a documentary now it's not mine but I get to do that as well. That's something I got hired from, from dropping the creative weddings that I've been booking, everything working. I posted, you guys seen the, the, the screenshot of the script for my second short film. These are all things you got to realize people get afraid of announcements because they know themselves that they may not be able to follow through if they announce it too far ahead of time. So they will hold on to something and, and literally not hype it because they may not do it. I was able to, and I felt confident in hyping everything that I knew was coming for me this year because I knew I was going to be able to accomplish it. So all those people now who doubted me, did whatever, I wonder how those people feel now because I, they may have not been able to do it. I've accomplished everything that I set out to do in 2020. More so, I did more in the middle of a pandemic. And I gave you guys the episode between March to fucking May, probably beginning of June, I was depressed as shit from being stuck in the house and seeing my kids stuck in the house, uh, not necessarily from anything crazy going on, but I still was able, even in that time, to accomplish everything business-wise that I set out to do, period. For a brief period in time there, I was able to sustain not only my studio, but I was able to sustain every, my way of living off being a creator. Now the pandemic came in and, and stopped some of that, so you know it is what it is, but there's a clear path for me now where I get to do what I what I love, what I'm passionate about and be able to turn that into a career, whether it's a side career or my full career. We'll see how it continues to evolve heading into 2021. But that's joy. And see, people doubt themselves because, like I said, they either don't have the drive, they don't have the passion, they may not have the time or they don't have the skill to do those things. So they 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 will place their own limitations for themselves on you you got to stop letting people's and this is this is and this is what i mean and why i wanted to talk about this it's because it's great right we all know how to respond and deal with love or people supporting us but i think the key thing in a being a creative and being a great one is what do you do when you don't have that support how does that affect you do you then get down on yourself do you stop creating do you push through because not everyone is going to be able to see the vision not everyone is going to be able to see it because at the end of the day, and this is what I said before, you can't bet, you can't invest, no one can invest in you more than you invest in yourself. That's the way that I worded it. Sorry, I had to, I had to struggle to find it for a second. You can't invest, no one can invest, can invest in you more than you invest in yourself. And yeah, you can, you can eventually lock in with a company that throws millions of dollars at you. Let's just say that that is. But even still, that's a financial investment. I mean, even more than that. The time, the energy, the thought, the everything that you put into everything that you're that you're passionate about, no one can invest in that more than what you can. And when we when we sit there and let other people's limitations deter us from our dreams, all you're really doing is giving their doubts 
the victory over you. Never let anybody else else tell you what they can see for you. If you see the vision for yourself, you execute it, you do it, and you be great at it. And that's what we, where, where a lot of people fail in this creative community. And I, like, I titled the film the, the Creative. I'm not nearly the best, the most successful creative at all. But I'm someone who doesn't have a major company behind me. Every company you see behind me is basically one that I created, except like Disney Plus and some 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 stuff like that. But you have to ultimately block out or, or use it. Like I've said it before, I've had an episode. Sometimes you can use people's hate to fuel you to go. And that's not even and that's not necessarily saying that all doubt is hate. So I guess that's not the right word to use because it's not always hate. Some people, like I said, they they doubt just because they themselves weren't able to step out on their ledge and, and take a chance on their passion. And this is something like, for example, I'm working with my on my next film with JB. Somebody that's my brother. You feel me? The name of the podcast is My Brother's Keepers for a reason. I'm working on my next film with him. And he talked about how he was in the creative briefly, guest appearance, but he talked about how seeing the creative and, and hearing me talk about how my love for video came and how I just dived into it and did all my research on my own. He's always been a great writer. Now he's writing films and they're great. Like I can't wait to execute the bet. I can't wait to bring you guys the bet because once you see the bet, I guarantee goddamn tea you guys are going to be like, this is not even visually because I haven't got, to, I haven't got to. So I, if I don't execute it, it's not because of the script, right? The script for the bet is amazing. And to get to see that my brother dive into his creativity in that realm and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to research and I'm going to do it. I'm going to execute it. That's the greatness of it. Never let anybody else's doubts for themselves affect you. Never let anyone else's doubts in general, even if their doubts aren't based off them doubting themselves, even if they're or they just think that you're that you're too lazy or that you're too unfocused to do it. Execute it. Knock that shit out the fucking park. We have to bet heading into 2021. And one of the the last episode of the of this year for the for this podcast is going to feature Maddie Pace, uh, Maddie Mo, whatever you guys want to call him. Uh, it's going to feature him. And we're going to be diving into how to how to reset and prepare and get yourself correct to head into 2021 to achieve your goals. But if you listen to, if you gain nothing else out of this, it's take everything, everything that you're passionate about and dive into it fully or as much as you can. Again, no one is saying quit your job if you want to be a YouTuber and just start, get a camera and think you're going to all of a sudden be able to sustain yourself off YouTube. Nobody's saying that because it doesn't work that way. But you have to be put in the time, the passion to build to that. Um, And that's, that's it. That's, that's my story. I guess I'm sticking to it, but that's just what, what is really on my heart. And I wanted to talk about this episode is that we, we got to stop doubting ourselves. We got to stop letting the voices of others creep into and cause doubt in ourselves. Because I'm telling you, when I first started talking about doing a film, if I would have let other people's doubts about it creep into my mind, I would have never did it. Now, it did take me a little bit longer. That's just because of me being a perfectionist, not because of doubt. But you can't do that. You can't do that. That's all I want you guys to take away from it. Let me know how you feel. I'm CEO Hayes. This has been another episode of The Awakening. So like I said, be looking for us uh, to drop again, probably midweek, probably about Wednesday or Thursday. I'll be dropping the second episode for this week, uh, which is a great topic uh, that I can't wait. I really can't wait to, to talk. I, I really feel like the response to that topic is going to be um, one that, like, like I said, it sets the stage for what I want to do with this podcast for the rest of the year. So we'll be seeing it. Be on the lookout for that. I am. Hayes, you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to send us a voicemail, I would love 
uh, as we get ready to end the year. Like, uh, if you guys can send me a voicemail or email me a voice message, even just a regular email and type it of some goals that you're setting for yourself. And this is not like the new year, new me type goals. Like, I'm, I want to lose weight. I want to do all this. I'm going to start this new diet and this new workout regimen. But really, some things that you really want to do for yourself heading into 2021. I'd love to hear from you guys about it. Let me know how you feel. This has been another episode of the best goddamn podcast around, period, point blank. If you got a problem with it, you can see me. I'll see you lovely and beautiful people next week. Peace. If you count by hundreds, got plenty. All my niggas is down for the